Hey, what's up guys? It's Will Bowman with The Art of the Interview. Welcome, welcome, welcome to this episode. Thanks for tuning in. I am very excited. Um, I'm, yeah, I'm excited. And I'll tell you why. Because here's the thing. Up to this point, I've pretty much just been doing this interview for the sake of myself, right? Um, sorry, not this interview, this podcast. I've been doing this podcast for my own um, experience of just sort of learning and getting myself to the point where I'm thinking about this and rolling around these ideas in my head and giving myself things to practice. Um, you know, a lot when you talk about something, a lot of times it forces you to actually go out and practice it. And so one of the purposes for this podcast was for me to uh, give myself a way of uh, kind of rolling around some of these theories and ideas I have, uh, both in practice and in theory. So that said, I haven't been actively promoting this podcast at all. Um, I've done exactly zero. I haven't shared it with anybody or done anything. But strangely enough, people have been finding it. Very small amount of people, nothing big, but I've been having listeners who have been chiming in to the podcast. Strange, a little scary, because honestly, there have been a lot of the episodes which I have felt like are a little bit unpolished and raw as I'm still getting into this whole podcasting thing. But that said, it's still kind of exciting that maybe some of the things that I'm communicating are actually providing value to people. So that's kind of cool. And I'm a little bit excited. So if you can't tell by my voice, it's kind of a fun day. So naturally, in celebration of the fact that I have like three people, like Interestingly enough, almost all of them are from Canada, or about half of them are from Canada. I guess people from Canada just really like to be good listeners. But that's kind of cool. I'm, I'm kind of excited about this. So naturally, for the celebration of this monumentous historic event, I'm going to do an episode today where I'm going to talk about things not to do in an interview. And I'm pretty much going to throw myself under the bus here, um, any credibility that I may or may not have as an interviewer, because all of these things are things that I have done multiple times and lived to tell the tale, but only slightly. These things are things that I have experienced are really not good things to do in an interview, and they rarely, rarely turn out to give you an interview which gets you good quality and just generally... Um, intimate and quality sound bites and connection with your interviewee, right? So I'm just going to talk about three of them today, and they're all based on my own stories and my own experiences. So the first one I'm going to talk about is, first of all, I'll just tell you the story, right? So um, I'm actually, this one isn't me. This is one of my clients that I used to work with, but I'm sure I've done it in the past as well. I used to work for a uh, client called Youth for Christ at my old job. 
and great people, wonderful human beings, um, really dedicated to serving kids and um, you know, just really being there for high school kids especially. I mean, they give a lot of services to these kids that they wouldn't otherwise have. That said, the leaders of YFC were not good interviewers. Every year, the company that I worked for would do a video for them where they would interview three or four of the kids and then get B-roll and they would create these videos for a banquet that they did, a fundraising banquet. And I was responsible for producing the videos. And let me tell you, doing the interview portion of these was awful. It was horrible. And let me tell you why. The leaders, I'm trying to be diplomatic about this, the leaders of Youth for Christ, God bless them, when they went into the interview with the kids, Okay, let me let me let me let me start by saying this. Interviewing kids is like 10 times harder than interviewing adults, right? Because one, kids are scared. They're a whole heck of a lot more scared, uh, most of them. You know, some kids are not like this. Some kids, you put them in front of the camera and they go crazy. But I would say most kids, when you put them in front of a camera and tell them, hey, tell me this question, they answer it about three words, right? So it's really tough to interview kids, right? And two... They're really predisposed to just telling you what you want to hear instead of what they really think, especially kids that have been traumatized and that struggle, right? Very reticent and especially, and especially, especially boys, right? Girls are a little easier. Boys are like teenage boys are the toughest nuts to crack both on and off the interview set. And teenage boys, for the most part, was what we were in or who we were interviewing for this project. Now, again, God love them. What would happen is, toward the beginning, they were in charge of doing the interviews, right? And they would come in, they would ask a few questions, and every time, what they would start to do is they would start to when the kids weren't opening up, weren't doing what they needed, weren't giving them the sound bites, they would start telling them what to say. Well, maybe you could say this about Youth for Christ. Maybe you could say that about Youth for Christ. And of course, the kids who just wanted to please them, they would say that, even if they didn't mean it. And it was always super stilted. It was awful. The answers were short, stilted, and then cutting the video together was a nightmare. And we had to do absolute editing magic to make it in any way emotionally evocative. That said, here's lesson number one. Never, ever tell your interviewee what to say. And here's what I'm going to tell you why. And here's, here's why. There are two different mindsets that an interviewee can be in, one of which you want them in and one of which you don't want them in. I'll start off with what you don't want them in. You do not want your interviewee in, I want to tell this person what they want to hear mindset. Because it's never sincere. It's never powerful. It's always stilted and boring. And even though they might dress it up a little bit, it always comes across subconsciously in the final interview. The other mindset where you 
do want them is you want them speaking from the heart. You want them speaking from their core about what they really genuinely feel and believe and really what they actually feel, what they what they think, right? You don't want them telling you what you want to hear. They want you want them telling you what they actually think because it's always going to be more powerful. It's always going to be more sincere. And the moment you start telling them what to say with the exception of a few minor situations, they will always go into telling you what they think you want to hear mode. And that is the last place that you want them. So do not in your interviews, when you're interviewing, so so what do you do instead? Like, and I'll talk about this more in depth than another, uh, another interview or another episode. What do you do instead? Instead, you come at it backhandedly, right? It's the questions. You ask the right questions to get them to open up. You create a space where they can open up using the right questions. Because likely if you're getting short, quick answers, one of two things is happening. One, you haven't set up a container well enough to where they feel comfortable, safe, and open. Two, you're not asking the right questions. And I'm going to leave it at that. Um, We'll talk about that in another episode. All right. Number two, what things not to do. Now, this one is totally me. I guarantee this one is absolutely 100% on my shoulders. I used to host a show called Coffee with Will at my old uh, job. Nothing special, literally just people coming in, having coffee with me on camera, and we'd have a conversation about what they cared about. And it was, you know, people who were in the community, uh, big names, big business owners, big movers, big shakers, politicians, whatever it was, you name it, they had coffee on my show. And it was great fun toward the end. Toward the beginning, it was rough. And let me tell you why. When I first started doing Coffee with Will, I had this sort of weird idea that, and you know, I I can explain to you exactly why I had it, but the idea was that if I just kind of let them control the interview, they would be more likely to open up, right? Because they felt more open. I didn't want to put controls and structures on them, right? Because that's a quick way to get them to, you know, not say interesting things. I cannot tell you how wrong I was. What actually ended up happening, the real results of me kind of just being loosey-goosey about the interview, was they shut down. They didn't give me good bites. They gave me forced and uncomfortable audio. And here's the reason why. And I can tell you exactly why, psychologically why it happens. When someone comes to do an interview, they are doing something which is uncomfortable and scary for them. I talk about this in one of my early episodes. So if you want to talk about the psychology of interviewing, go back and listen to that episode. But for sake of this episode, they are scared. 99% of people, I would say almost probably 99.9% of people, if they come into an interview, they're going to be at least a little bit scared and off their center. They're doing something which is uncomfortable and unknown, right? They don't know your audience. They don't know you, generally speaking, at least not as well as you would like them to, unless you've done it multiple times before, which you probably haven't. If they're scared, subconsciously, they are going to go into fight, flight, freeze mode in 
the way they conduct themselves. They just are. That's how the human body psychologically and physically reacts to situations of fear, right? Think about with kids, right? What happens when they get scared? They shut down, right? Adults are the exact same way. We're just a little bit better at dealing with it sometimes. That said, this is exactly what would happen with my interviewees on the show. It would not turn out well. And what I learned was that if you are doing an interview, you are in control. Do not try to let them control the interview. Instead, you take power over the interview. You hold the space. You direct. You guide the ship. You drive the ship. Because if you do, they are going to feel safe and they are going to be able to move out of fight, flight, freeze mode and give you the genuine, honest, open answers that you're looking for. Now, that doesn't mean that you try to control them. Um, If you're wanting to know the difference between what taking control of the interview and taking control of the interviewee is, go listen to the episode I think it's discipline, control, and manipulation. It's another one. It kind of goes into some of the depth of what the differences between those are. But you are in control of the interview. And as you control the interview, they will open up, right? So that's number two. Do not try and let them control the interview. It never works out well. All right. Number three. Here's the number three thing. And this, again, is one that I am guilty of in multiple situations. I recently was doing a marketing interview with one of my clients. I was interviewing the CEOs, the partners, that's actually what they're called, the partners, the two managing partners of the company, biggest, highest people in the company, right? So I'm a little nervous, makes sense. Simultaneously, I'm also trying out a new set of questions I've learned through one of the classes that I'm taking on building digital funnels, right? And here's the mistake I made. When I went into that interview, I had my set of questions that I wanted to ask them. And when I got in there, I got pretty nervous. And instead of being curious and listening and kind of going with the flow, I tried to hold on to the questions really rigidly. And what ended up happening is many of the answers that I got were not that great. Why? Because I didn't go deep enough. I wasn't present enough. And there was more going more, more to it than me just ideologically holding the questions. I was nervous. And so I was not, I was having a difficult time holding the container as everybody does from time to time. However, if I had let go of the questions a little bit more and been more present and been able to listen and sort of feel into, um, the answers that they were giving, I'm sure that many of the answers that I got would have been better, right? So, because here's the thing. Your questions are good. They need to be good. They should be the right questions and they should be well-researched and well-thought-out to the point and not beat around the bush, right? But if you hold too rigidly to them, you will not be present in the interview. Your question should be a fallback. They should be a structure for you to be able to come back to when you've completed journeying down a particular road with someone, right? They should be a way of making sure that you get everything, 
right? Oh, hey, that's right. I was going to talk to you about this thing. Like say if you're working on like a marketing interview, right? You need to make sure you hit a couple points. Fair enough. Put it in the questions. But do not hold too rigidly to those questions. Do not miss opportunities to follow where the energy leads. Follow where your curiosity leads. Be curious. Follow the energy. Listen to your interviewee because if you do, that is going to be what gets you to the place where there's real energy in this person's life and experience. And that's what's going to get you the closest to the person and their real genuine self. So, all right. So those are the number. Those are the three that I'm going to talk about today. Three things to not do in the interview. One, do not tell your interviewee what to say. Two, do not let your interviewee guide the interview. And three, do not hold too close to your questions list. All right, guys, that is today's episode. Thanks for tuning in, and we will see you next time on The Art of the Interview.